This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Oh, oh, oh here, listen, now. Oh, no. Oh, here. Um, <laughs> good morning, I, Frankie. Good morning. I was, uh, I was watching... Um, which one was it? It was one of the Harry Potter films. The one. What's the one before Half Blood Prince? Oh, um, I'm Ooh. completely the wrong person to ask. Oh, I've yes. never seen one. You are. No, yes. I've seen one with you. Order of the Phoenix. I was oh, watching yes. Order of the Phoenix, oh, yes. yeah. and um, it was on ITV Two, and so there were adverts. Lovely channel. Yeah. So, you know, there's adverts, but I can, you know, as you know, uh, as we all know on Absolute Radio, adverts are good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but there was a Lego advert about oh, three quarters of a way through um, mm. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And the Lego set that he advertised was mm. basically one of the key moments yet <laughs> to come in the film, oh, no. but in Lego. So I feel it's all right to say this out loud because, I mean, you know, it's, it's, an, not, it's not just out. Wow. Um, um, there's a bit where the sort of baddie in it is grabbed by a giant and held aloft as, um, as they are surrounded by angry centaurs. You know the kind of thing, Em? It's happened yeah. to the best of but us. But it hadn't happened yet in the film, <laughs> but there it was in Lego, giving oh. the whole thing away. And it was, it, oh man, it took me back to when I was a kid, staying up with my dad to watch uh, Nottingham Forest in the what was then called the European Cup, mm. now Champions League. And the um, there's a sort of a greenhorn new guy. Um, what do they call the guys in between? In between Pundit. shows, no, no, the guys that sort of say are now on ITV. Oh yeah, like doing the links, yeah, yeah, they yeah. got like oh, a right. continuity, oh, continuity. Yeah. So it right. went to this fresh face continuity, and he says, uh, "Now coming up, now um, the uh, European Cup football, and I'm not allowed to say the score, but I'll just say that Notts Forest did very well. <laughs> oh. Stupid idiot! Oh, and my old man <laughs> went bananas." <laughs> But absolutely, because he was a bloke who used to put his fingers in his ears and go, ah, when they talked about football on telly. But anyway, I, I tell you what, um, on 8 12 15, what is, the, what is the worst spoiler experience you've, <laughs> you've, you've had? And it needn't be films or telly, it could be, you know, you've got six months to live, mate. It could be one of those. Mm. Maybe not. Actually, maybe not one of those. I'll take that back. But anything that's been, oh, I didn't want to know that. It's, um, I'd love to hear from you guys on that one. Yes. Here's a story as well. Oh, I, I went... Oh, um, Max Bygrave. Because we, um, we pre-recorded the show uh, last week. We are live this morning, by the way, so you can text like there's no Tamara Beckwith. Mm. And um, I hope there is still... Oh, we'll check that out. Tomorrow, um, yeah, she yes, there is absolutely the you know the girl tomorrow. Yes, yeah, she's in uh, good health. Is she? Yes. But sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a weird. Here's another thing. I had one of the strangest seventies um, sitcom moments of my life. I was flicking through the channels. There's a thing called Forces TV, oh. and we've all done that in our time. <laughs> 
and um, <laughs> and and they, they're showing Citizen Smith, and I thought, oh, <gasps> God, I haven't seen Citizen wow, Smith hey. for years. For you younger um, people who listen to this show, I know there's about eight of you. There's the guy with the quail. And about three of us. Conan. Oh, yeah. yeah Conan, Conan the Birdarian, as yeah. someone's called him. And a very good... No, someone that I can't claim credit for that. I never would. Well, we'll, come, we'll come back to that. It. No, yeah. we'd never claim credit right. for it. Anyway, so, um, where was I? You were oh, watching yes. Forces TV, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and Citizen <laughs> Smith was a show about a sort of an urban communist revolutionary uh, who never got He anywhere. had a catchphrase, power to the people. Power to the people, that's right. Mm. But... There was an episode, I think of it as one of the classic 70s sitcoms, and then there was an episode, I thought, what's this episode called? The episode was called Only Fools and Horses. And I thought, I've got into some 70s sitcom vortex. I am lost. Hold on, I'm just going to do a date check. Mayday. 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 London calling. Okay. There you go. Good to know. Lovely. People now can all change their calendars. I think on my um, wall calendar in my own room, it goes from the Flash to Green Hornet today. Does it? Just saying. Have you got through all your packets of uh, KP nuts then? (laughs) (laughs) They weren't on calendars. They were were just on cards on the wall. They were on rather... um, Yeah, I'm I'm afraid it was a a different time then. It was a different time. (laughs) we, We didn't know. Oh, I think we did know in that oh, case, yeah, in the case of the KP Not. Can we please credit, uh, or I wish to credit, the uh, the person who dreamt up Conan the Birdarian? That is, yeah, that's a good... Can I just give a little bit of this? Is that we had... Um, if you must. Was, it was Conan, it was wasn't nice it? Pricey. We had a guy called Conan who was 12. From Letchworth? From Letchworth, that's right. And he... Um, him, him got a quail... And he wants um, <laughs> he wanted to name it, so we we offered some uh, possibilities. Mm. And just it, as yeah, a, perplexingly, it, he thought we would have good suggestions, which <laughs> I'm fairly confident in saying we did not. Well, you, I thought, had a very good one, Dan Quayle. We didn't know yeah. the, the gender, no. Um, um, no. But, but Dan Quayle, that, that I'll suggest after the American politician, I thought was very good. My own well, aunt. Anthony Quayle, my one, which was named after a sort of old British actor, who I remembered after I'd seen live on stage at, um, I think it was the Alexandra Theatre in Birmingham. Oh. And he, he came on stage, and you know when a famous actor comes on stage, um, you get the uh, applause. Oh, yeah. well, you certainly do in the province. Yeah. Maybe not in the sophisticated <laughs> Not at the National Deer, not at the Cottesloe Deer. So he got that. And um, he turned and glared, <laughs> absolutely glared at the audience. We all stopped immediately. Absolutely terrifying. Excellent. And then I spoke to, uh, I think it was Peter Egan I spoke to, who'd been in a, a play with Kenneth Moore, the popular British actor. And he said, that's quite a realist play. And he, Kenneth Moore came on, got his, got his round. <laughs> And took a formal bow <laughs> in the midst of like a proper play where people were pretending it was the real world. You know, oh, great. I love Excellent. it. What did Kenneth Moore call his autobiography? I mean, the world was his oyster. I with don't the name know. Like that. I mean, now it would be Moorish. Oh yeah, it would be very Moorish. Very yeah, good. that yeah. would be that. Which, which of course was also Othello's. Um, 
Oh yes, yes. <laughs> different spellings. So you've. So I've got one. I've got one more. Um, walking. One more. On. Yeah, one more. Come on. Now we're on. T- I love. I love a theatrical anecdote. <laughs> one um, more. I hope he called it one I think more. This was book. Peter Egan as well. He told me that he was working with Wilfred Hyde White, and you'll know one of my favourite ever film credits was Man in Marquee. Wilfred Hyde White. Wilfred Hyde White was always old. He was one of those actors. Mm. When he was 18, oh, he, was, yeah. he looked about 63. People I did love, in those days. And I love Always Old. Another Always Old, not an actor, but Arthur Mallard, Always Old. Always Old. Mm. Um, Cancelled, though. Mm. So we can cut that in the edit. OK. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Wilfred Hyde White was in a um, restoration drama in an enormous wig that they always wear. And he came on and... Um, Nothing happened. Oh. And he said afterwards, um, I, I'm pretty sure it was Peter Egan, the actor, who told me. He said, well, I didn't, I didn't get my round. And he said, well, I don't think they, <laughs> they recognised you. Um, you know, it's quite difficult in that wig. He says, so the next night when he came on, he turned and stared <laughs> straight at the audience for no apparent reason. Still no applause. And he was mortified. And he said, I, I can't believe it. I always get my round. And he said the third night he came on carrying the wig. <laughs> so that they got his round, put the wig on, and then carried on. Fantastic. Sorry, Brilliant. sorry, I've used a whole link of theatrical anecdotes. <laughs> Someone thinks I'm, I've accidentally tuned into Ned Sharing oh, on. Don't have um, to apologise to me, dear. On the light program. <laughs> But I, forgive me, guys, but you know what? I loved it. Some things you do for the audience and some you just do for yourself. <laughs> on Absolute Radio. I think we've had some uh, outside world communication, have we not? We've oh, had... I did miss it last week. When we pre-record, I do miss the, uh, oh, the readers. Oh, so do I. I input. love our anyway, readers. Carry on. Well... For a start, uh, I'm going to share this with you from Smithy. Does anyone else live in a place that describes them? Love, Dave, from Old Coulston. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> we've also had a response to... We've had a few responses to your... What would you call it, Frank? Um, the spoilers. When, when w- worst spoiler yeah. moments. Worst spoiler it. moments. Dave1971... He says, uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Sailor. What? Someone told him how the rhyme ended. <laughs> <laughs> Does He's... he mean Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, the John Le Carre? I think he might do. Oh, OK. He says, oh, I was too young... Maybe to... he was anticipating some sort of nautical final <laughs> episode and was let down by the fact that it was all going to be cold war-y. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be all on the town. Um, I was too young to watch when it was broadcast on the BBC, but I knew it was held in high regard. Mm. Oh, I love high regard. Yeah. I was like, what are my family? I bought the DVD, but I wanted to wait until I had free time to sit and concentrate. Before I had a chance, I watched a UK top 50 drama show and they revealed them all. Oh, no. No. That's, that's always dangerous, those, and those hit uh, list shows. They always have. Mm-hmm. There's a Harry Potter one that gives away 
basically everything, but not in Lego form. <laughs> <laughs> Leg, Lego spoilers are pretty, that's pretty unusual. We're getting a lot of people yeah. communicating <clears throat> with us about uh, Sixth Sense <clears throat> and oh, uh, yeah. Usual Suspects. Oh, yeah. We've had Nick Boyd. I walked into a room when my friends were watching The Usual Suspects. It was the very end of the film, so I now know the ending, but I've never seen the film. Oh, I'm like that with no. The Sixth Sense. I've never seen it, but everybody's mentioned it so much that I, there's no point in me watching that film. Well, I saw um, Eddie, Izzard, Eddie Izzard live, and uh, it was at the Ambassadors... I think... Is it the Ambassadors? It's right next to where um, the mousetrap... Mm, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. And at the Full end of the, the show... anecdotes today. Yeah, at the end of the show, uh, Eddie Izzard um, told the story <sighs> of... Um, <laughs> Said who did it? Oh, because no. at the end of the mouse trap, Eddie, what are you doing? I'll tell you something that ends at the, about the end of the mouse trap. We're play. not going to say. Um, no, but what happens is that one of the cast comes on stage and says, "Please don't tell anyone." Yeah. They've been saying that for like forty years. Yeah. And when I went to see, it, I didn't know the ending, but I thought it was, I thought it was bad form. Well, it's not mm. what we, one does in the theatre. No, no, dude. Now, Simon Smith. Before I could even, has he got? A dancing bear. <laughs> Simon no. Smith. There was a. But you know what? There was a song called because Simon Smith and his amazing very dancing. Cruel. <laughs> yeah. It's very cruel. Very <laughs> cruel. Um, Simon Smith has got in touch. Just a warning. I'm going to apply this for Simon Smith. Oh, dear. I think we have to uh, we have to go to... Um, we'll leave stop. it on a, um, a yeah. cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, what, cliffhanger. what has Simon Smith got to say <laughs> is, the, uh, is that. You can use that at the beginning of any voice messages he leaves. He can sample, put that in. He's saying that. That's my, that's my tip. Si, SS, as his friends call it. We won't ask why. Frank Skinner. We were in the midst of uh, uh, Simon Smithathon, Smithathon, I think. Oh, yes. Um, I'm just going to... But who would think a boy and bear could do well accepted everywhere? It's just amazing how fair people can be. So you I'd need to like be careful to... with what you plant to people because 631 has sent us a complaint. Thanks for that. We're on a long car journey and now both of our young boys are singing that stupid gummy bear song. That you <laughs> oh, dear. I find it quite uplifting, the gummy bear. If, if I'm, when, I'm, when I'm down mm. and troubled and I need a helping hand and nothing... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I always turn to... And suddenly the world ain't so bad. I was doing what I call my dry myself down with a towel dance move on my back. Um, gummy bears, of course, the sweet, they contain that most exotic of um, contents, or as ingredients. Mm. That you, I don't know if you get in your, your average modern sweet, which is called gum arabic. Oh, oh, yes. Man, I just, I, I can think of, you know, belly yeah. dancers yeah. And, 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 and bells and incense. <laughs> oh, a little bit of, a bit more uh, gum Arabic <laughs> Effendi. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> 
Fendi. A Fendi. I hope a Fendi doesn't offend anyone. I, you don't hear it said anymore, but it used oh, to be thing that was used said. Used to be in... your nickname. <laughs> Simon Smith. <clears throat> oh, I'm yeah. going to. There's going to be a warning with this in case we Can get. You tell complaints. us what Simon says. Well, I will tell you what Simon says, but it will result. Um, somewhat inevitably in a, a spoiler itself. Okay. So uh-huh. can we accept that there is some sort of basic statute of limitations on these spoilers? Well, I mean, there has to be some sell-by dates on spoilers, yeah. surely. Thank you. Um, Simon Smith said, before I could even open my mouth, my son blurted out, Iron Man dies. Thanks, Sam. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's terrible. Well, I didn't well, know that. Someone well, did that to me with Turner and Hooch. I still My uh, sister said to me, Hooch dies. I didn't know oh, Hooch dies. I don't yeah. know if I've seen uh, Turner and Hooch. It's a, it's I'm a, getting anxious about this now because if anyone is going to watch... Uh, Turner when, and Hooch. When Iron Man goes, man, it was so awful. OK. Oh. Well, 387 had uh, a problem when mm. Titanic came out. Someone at work told him the boat sank before he'd seen the film. <laughs> I think that's all right. Speaking of the, uh, speaking of the Iron Man type superhero, <laughs> speaking of the Iron Man uh, type superhero, um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen uh, Zack Schneider's Justice League. Let me no, just I think. Haven't. Absolutely not. I know not. you haven't, Emily, but <laughs> it's, it's four hours, but I loved it. I four loved it. hours of justice being dispensed. Exactly, and I really loved it. And there's a bit where I think it's... Uh, I don't, I, think I don't want an hour of the justice. The Flash, I think it is, says to Batman, so what's your um, superpower? And he says, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like that. That's like you, Frank. How dare you say that. <laughs> Guess what, Anne, you're funny as well. Are we ever going to find out what Simon Smith said? I've told you what he said. He said the Iron Man thing. Oh, of course he did, yeah. <laughs> I want to... Just... I wish we hadn't found out now, the big spoiler <laughs> well, I know, but it got you thinking about that justice programme you did. like. I also wore I wore wellies on a recent holiday, and we walked in the river in wellies, and it did make me think, this is what Iron Man must feel like, that really protected feeling by yeah. your outer... <laughs> it's not. ...your outer casing. Is that, is that not fair? wellies no, does, in the river? Iron Man doesn't do much wading because <laughs> of rust. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's all, he's enamelled, heavily enamelled Iron what Man. What is he, Iron Man? I mean, I know, is he just made of iron? I don't know. No, no, he's yeah. Tony Stark don't millionaire. Don't you get impatient with me because I don't know your weird things. <laughs> Eccentric billionaire Tony Stark oh, built this it's original. Suit, and he, he dwelleth inside <laughs> it. It's armour, basically. It's, it, it's uh, armour. He dwelleth inside. He dwelleth inside it, not all the time, <laughs> but after many a time and oft. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's the summary for any any new readers to Marvel. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've had a few missives in. Harry McCarthy. Good uh, In school, reading of Mice and Men. Mm-hmm. Opened the first page to find <laughs> someone had written, George Kills Lenny. Oh, oh nice. that, that is just wrong, <laughs> isn't it? Especially as it was Steinbeck. I had a, a university... <laughs> my university copy of uh, Ulysses. Relatable. Um, yeah. It said someone had written on the first page uh, 799 pages and no punchline. Oh. <laughs> I, think I, I think I had that as a review. 
<laughs> and then Andy Wilson finally says, Bruno v Tyson, I avoided the result all night, then I went to watch the highlights. The announcer said, here's a chance to see how Frank Bruno failed in his attempt last oh, night. Oh, no. <laughs> to this day, you I mute and sound. I know. <laughs> Continuity announcers. <laughs> Um, for time invested, it's hard to beat. Uh, one one one, who says, years ago I was catching up on Twenty Four on DVD just after it had aired on TV. Friend, really excited to discuss and thinking I'd finished it, blurted out, "What about when it turned out to be Nina? I'd just finished hour twenty three. Oh, she knows who she is. <laughs> oh, that is. I mean." God, you got to be. I said this. This is making me quite edgy. This uh, this texting. So we're giving stuff away. I'm still. Uh, I'm still anxious. You know, if you can avoid one. It's, yeah, it's, I'd like to know if, nice. if, okay, well, if we do take... have a demographic that's watching Twenty Four now. I would. No, be I, well, we probably do. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, you on know VHS what? as well. Let's <laughs> they're the ones listening to absolute nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, turn off Spoiler Highway. Okay. Down into Hooky Street. Uh, because Hooky Street. Matthew Hayward has got in touch to say hi all. Citizen Smith and O F A H. What does that stand for? Uh, uh, only fools and horses. Mm. Oh, I'm good on the initials. Yeah, I was pointing out earlier that I recently <laughs> discovered from clicking through the telly there's an episode of the '70s classic sitcom um, Citizen Smith that's called Only Fools and Horses, yes. which really confused me. And uh, so magnifique. And uh, Matt has pointed out Citizen Smith and OFAH were both written by the great John Sullivan. Ah, yeah. So the episode title was actually a prediction of the future. Oh, oh spoilers, Sullivan. <laughs> Is that or, in the spoilers section? Or he's recycling a phrase that he liked, like any good yeah, like, artist. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a phrase, wasn't it? Only Fools and Horses work. It was a sort of a proverb type. Yeah, I think it was one that I used often. But, you know, no, but, I'm you sure know, people did. Not a Al, woman as young as yourself wouldn't have used Al, it. Oh, I'm sure this seems to be. Um, I think we all accept this is very much your area. Yeah, only what? fools and horses trivia. <laughs> Is it? A, where did the phrase originate? I've, I've no idea. I'm sure, I'm sure it's just a, a, not in the book I got sent. I'm sure it's a term uh, people say. Only fools and horses work. Like mad dogs and Englishmen. Yeah, exactly. Like, like mad yeah. dogs and Englishmen. Which is—I oh, don't yes. know if you've ever listened to Mad Dogs and Englishmen. The song is brilliant. Oh, yes, no. is that a Cole Porter? Noel Coward. No, Noel Coward. Noel Coward. Uh, funny Noel Coward. Late review. Yes. Mm. No, one, do you know that one? I wonder what happened to him. And yes. he said, I, I heard he was banned from a club in Bombay, not just because his mess bills exceeded his pay, but he took to pig sticking in quite the wrong way. I wonder what happened to him. <laughs> Great work. Noel Coward there on uh, Absolute Radio. <laughs> I'm doing Mastermind uh, next year. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Happy May Day to all our readers. You can't see this, but I've got um, Lego trucks with missiles on going across my desk at the moment. I've put up quite a heavy black overcoat and uh, trilled me off. I'm 
I have several braids in my hair wrapped round. Oh, yes. And uh, I think we're going to do some public PE outside. And um, Emily in national costume is going to hold a lot of flowers. <laughs> yeah. It's Russia Day on um, Absolute Radio. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, here's the thing. I went, because we didn't do the show live last week, it freed me up on Saturday morning to go and watch my son play football. Freed him up, Al. Oh. You're making it sound like some yeah. pesky ex-girlfriend you've shown well, an obligation that has to be fulfilled, yeah. aren't we? No, no anyway, <laughs> just, it was, you know, it was just circumstances. So I went along and... Um, the game was coming nearing the end oh, yeah. and he they'd put him in goal for the last sort of five minutes and then there was a corner and uh, the coach, they needed a goal and the coach said, come up, come up for the corner, boss. So Boz started racing up for the corner and the, the cross, the kid taking the corner kicked it to Boz and Boz oh. hit it first time. I mean, an absolute screamer and it was on its way. It was in, it was... On its way to the goal, and already oh. I was thinking, this is a moment I'll treasure my whole life. Oh. And one of his teammates stopped the ball on the line and then kicked it in himself. So it was oh. his What? Goal. Yeah. We've all met that one. Oh! <laughs> oh. So I was walking... You say one of his teammates, I say one of his ex-friends. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... How, was, did, uh, how did Boz uh, he deal didn't, with he it? He didn't take it that well. And no. I tried to do the parent thing on the way back. I said, look, it doesn't matter. You'll get lots of other 25-yard uh, screamers from which... Um, <laughs> I said, you know, it'll, it, it, don't worry about it. And he said, well, I heard you say to the coach that if, if it had happened to you when you were eight, you'd still be lying awake thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um, should have kept me mouth shut about uh, he's quite right of course I once I played um, celebrity cricket once and um, who is that with then who is oh I said our captain was um, Bill Franklin oh, who okay. used to do shh you know who adverts? Do you remember him? We had it. Oh, white lemonade. Don't remember him? No, not our oh. white lemonade. Oh, Schweppes. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it was. Uh, I um, I picked up the ball in the field and and hurled it at the. Uh, I was quite a way out and hit the stumps and ran this guy out. And the umpire, being nice to this, I can't remember who the who the other person was. The umpire didn't give it out, and I was horrified. Oh, I remember Chris Tarrant <laughs> from First Slip <laughs> saying to me. Just think, Frank, you'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was correct. But, oh, man, it was... Um... But on the subject, I'll just do a quick... We, we watched the League Cup final together, Boz mm -hmm. and I, because my son is, is a Spurs fan. I know. And um, they lost as well. Mm -hmm. This is his lovely football weekend that he had, oh, robbed of a dream goal. And I'll tell you what he did, which is something I, I, he does. We do subscribe to the Beano, and it might have something to do with this. But he printed off a colour photocopy of the goal scorer Laporte and sellotaped <laughs> it to his punch ball. <laughs> I was actually walloping it, and I thought. I kind, of, I kind of forgot that's such a motif from the comics or something like that. I love As it. a way to get your own I'm trying back. to think who that reminds me of. Who do I know who do something <laughs> like that? Yeah, Just but to it's have a so think hard about to it. get photos of the Aria judges. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
I thought I'd got away last <laughs> week with uh, my quail name suggestion. Bill, Did you? Bill <laughs> Quayley. Bill, yeah, so that we spoke earlier of Conan who... Uh, who uh, who asked for a name. Out. Oh. The 12-year-old yeah. who wants a name for his new quail. Yes, You know, yeah. that old radio trope. <laughs> we we and... should probably make a point that we're not actually lending ourselves out as pet naming services. Well, I'm certainly not after my efforts. I came up with Bill Quayley. It was yeah, yeah, one so of the worst things I've ever said in my whole life. Let's make it absolutely life. clear. Let's give it a frame. Emily's suggestion oh. was Bill Quayley. <laughs> okay. Yeah. After Bill Bailey, the well-known dancer. I've j- and I did say at the he time... Has, he has lifted his legs for money. <laughs> Uh-huh. So is my dog. We all have dear. Yeah. Um, it is honestly the worst thing I've ever said in my life. Oh, calm now. Oh, well, that's that's quite a good life, if that's the case, because I say worse things It is a good life. That. It what is about, very what good about, 50 times an hour. What about Vimera Vi or uh, Vimeranas? Oh, yeah. Vi, no, what, what I actually Descartes? said was Vimeranas. OK. <laughs> OK? Vimeranas. That was a text that Samuel Taylor yes, Coleridge Yes, exactly. I was, addre- I was addressing... Um, Samuel Taylor. Coleridge. So yeah, so so you said <laughs> I tried to get you out of it, but I, I joined in. So I said maybe we could make <sighs> it, it awful. We could make it quill quietly because it's got it's a feathered creature. No, you tried, and I to tried be fair, to, you both tried to let me. I don't think Al did. <laughs> no, I think I was did merciless. You? No, I didn't. I think, I think I was. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really, sort really of harsh. semi. Look, I had an escape route. I chose not to take no. it. Okay. What I would say. Is what I've I spent the say. week reflecting. Okay. And I would like to apologise. We have. Um, I spent a week reflecting and I just got a little bit of powder and it's fine now. <laughs> um, it, I have to say, if I was Conan, that would have been my choice though. <laughs> I would have gone for Bill Quayley because you can't top, you can't top its resonance. What about well, when the producer named the episode Bill Quayley on the podcast? Actually, I, mean, I, I received a direct message. I received a direct message from my mate Graham saying that's a bit harsh calling the podcast Bill Quayley. <laughs> I mean, people are even talking about the cruelty to me. Can yeah. we return though to the subject of? We have Quayley. actually had some good suggestions from we the, the wider world. Maybe um, Conan and the Bird Aryan should have asked the the readership of this show because some, well, some of them are really. Well, I think that was inferred. If you ask us, uh, then, uh, can I raise another question? Go on, Conan. You did point out. Do is Conan's twelve? Mm. Yeah. Is he twelve? I mean, Frank did point out there were some Night's Move references. All I'm saying, Conan, is if you could send a photograph of yourself clutching a copy of uh, today's newspaper with the date on it. This is the 39 step. (laughs) Yes, I would appreciate it. Um, Look, I just believe people. That's my my whack. Oh, I don't. That's your failing. But uh, but you know what? I I hope he is, because I'm very fond of Conan the Birdarian. Yeah, uh, but we didn't hear back from him. No. no, but we've had some good suggestions, which I think we'll come to after uh, something else, probably. Well, it's a, I mean, it's what I call a cliffhanger. Quail name <laughs> suggestions. We're going to call. We're going to call this section. You got quail. <laughs> <laughs> now we were on the quails. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, we had some lovely suggestions from our readers didn't we uh we did um 
Joe Pasquale was suggested by Andrew Gardner. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. good, Joe Pasquale. Yeah. Uh, we also had, we've actually had this morning, Martin Wren. Well, that's a coincidence. Love the show. And yeah, they stick together, don't they? The, the avians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just listen to last week's podcast, but not all the way through. I wonder if they should be friends with Russell Crowe. I mean, that would be the triumvirate. Mm, that would be good. I mentioned this just in case this suggestion was used later on, but how about Gorby? As in... Mikhail Gorbachev. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? You yeah. seem a bit reluctant about that one, Frank. You didn't. You seem you're okay, but you no, seem... I'd, I'd forgotten it was uh, it was Mikhail Gorbachev. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, um, we also had. I always used to think with Gorbachev that moment when he was about say twenty five, when he was combing his hair back and thought, "Hold on a minute, no. what's, what's that?" <laughs> anyway, carry on. What about Brenda um, now? Brendan um, has suggested Herquel Poirot. That's good. You like oh, that? I like that. Yeah, they're all male names uh, so far. Oh, not Quayla Swift. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, very good. Two birds as well. If only, if only it was some sort of mongrel cross yeah. between yeah. a quail and a swift. I don't know if such a thing is possible. But let's put two in a cage and see what happens. <laughs> or Quail Platt. Oh, excellent. Okay. I mean, I like that. If yeah, Conan that the is... Birdarian is northern, there's a chance that Quail Platt will um, will win, I think. That was Eddie O'Keefe, by the way. Is Sounds she... very yeah. much like a boxing is, promoter. Is a Gail um, Helen Worth. Lovely. Is she um, Good for, former Doctor Who? Um, she was one of the colonists in, uh, probably colony in space. Okay. Anyway. Is that right? Um, yeah. Helen Worth... Um, is she one of the queens of the street who's had several surnames? Oh, yes. Oh, maybe. She yes. was Gail Tilsley as well, wasn't she? Was. she? I know right. her as Gail Tilsley because I'm, uh, Chris Quentin is my vintage of Coronation uh, Street. Yes. Do, do you know who that is, Al? No. Chris Quentin played a character who... Uh, he was a he was like a heartthrob garage person. He was a garage mechanic, and he was very much yeah. Oh, he was a big old heartthrob, Chris Quentin. It was a terrible moment when he was on the word with um, what was that? What was that actress's name? And she they had a, her on the line, I think, or he was on the line, and she said, "You never return any of my phone calls on air." <gasps> Oh, oh, it was uh, uh, terrible, but of course brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I am something of a student of uh, awkwardness, and it, it really was. It was even at home where I was safe. You know, I was like the warder looking through the prison door peephole. They couldn't get at me, but even so, that made slightly dislocated my shoulders. I squirmed so much. <laughs> Golden Age of Telly there on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Can we please discuss, I would say... (coughs) Forgive me. It is one of my favourite shows. It's in my top three favourite shows on British television. Dog the Bounty Hunter? No. Okay. Close, um, close, but no cigar aficionado. I know what it's going to be. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my next <laughs> guess was going to be can't pay, we'll take it away. <laughs> Al, you're not wrong. I love a bit of bailiff's action. 
I know that's <laughs> wrong. It's the Schadenfreude. Um, I adore Mastermind. Mm. I really do. I mean, I you adore what? Mastermind. <laughs> What? What's wrong? It's all right. I think you're, that's okay. What, it's fine. What, what are you laughing fine. at? It well, just I mean, sounds funny. What I think does we're all, we're all different. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all God's children. Oh, what's exactly. it? Tell me what you're well, laughing at. I think it's normally, even posh people say mastermind, do they? No, yeah. they don't. Maybe they don't. If Boris Johnson Any was talking to listening? you, he wouldn't say, hello, I'm, I'm just calling to check if you've uh, recorded uh, Mastermind. I saw a clip of Boris <laughs> no, Johnson. No, Jacob Rees-Mogg, he doesn't say, hello, I, I was wondering, Emily, if you'd recorded uh, the tonight's episode of uh, Mastermind. No, you're quite, actually, you're Thank right. Thank you, no, we speak I'm differently. Loving, I'm loving the gang you've put yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, cla- a, a clip I'm trying today. to be more likeable. Boris oh. Johnson. <laughs> Boris Johnson was on the telly this morning, and you know that how politicians try to say, "I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm an ordinary person." I think this was an accidental one, but he was at some school or something doing something, and he picked up some sellotape to do this thing, and he couldn't find the end of it, and you could see like his oh, pudgy that... fingers. You know, oh, that, you know when you run your shame. fingernail round trying to find yeah. it. And that's I thought that's, that's probably won him about 10 million votes, people watching that, thinking, <laughs> yeah, he's like us, we know how that feels. <laughs> you share our pain, Boris. <laughs> well, I'm, I apologise, my pronunciation is a little... Oh, now let's go with Mastermind. OK, no, you know... I'll show me and you call it that as well. I think you yeah, should I'm... call it Mastermind and I'll call it Mastermind. So okay. Mastermind, um, they have... I mean, the celebrity edition... Is obviously my favourite. I have a is question. Yeah. I w- I Frank, would call Skinner, that... have you ever been asked to be on it? I have been asked to be on it, yeah. And why have you not? Well, I I sort of am slightly resentful of the fact that celebrity, any quiz show, that they always take the standard of the questions down quite a yeah. bit. And it's interesting that, because I think there was a time, maybe 30 years ago, when people <laughs> thought that brighter people got on... <laughs> in yeah. the world but now <laughs> years of reality tv we've we've come to think that it's it's the the age of the imbecile mm. so yeah. if you're going to put them on telly let's take it you know first question red or black <laughs> uh, so yeah so i don't really i i didn't fancy the celebrity one although it did have one one of my uh, favorite rounds of all time that who is the, the the woman who we watch on telly every morning doing a sort of points of view where the BBC takes... You know, the woman with the great hair? Oh. Uh... Oh. Anyway, she did Space 1999 as a specialist <gasps> subject, and I think Brilliant. got every... And she's like, a you know, an intellectual... Samira Ahmed? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Very good. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, and she did Space 1999. I mean, that, That's, what a choice. Frank, what about Murray Walker, Formula One? I mean, come uh, on. Did he did that? Yeah, he that's, did. That's not did fair, he really? He did Formula wow. One. What about Mylene Class? Sex in the City season three. <laughs> season three? I think it was just one season she did anyway. You know, I'm not watching two box sets the night before. <laughs> Frank Skinner. So we're discussing uh, mastermind. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. And the particular we are. We're discussing mastermind. Oh yes. Lovely. What are we discussing, Frank? 
Mastermind. Lovely. Used to be hosted by one of the most generous, big-hearted TV presenters of all time, Magnanimous Magnanimous. Can I just say, only works the stick I got for Bill Quayley. Yeah, I'm also thinking maybe I should have slipped in Magnanimous earlier in the show and explained what it meant. Yeah, so and then it would have been a callback. I don't want right. people like you know going to their Google dictionary and then coming back to the joke to work it out. <laughs> It's good that you include the groundlings. Uh, you're like one of the great writers, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I've got a, I've got a, like a big, uh, a big stick with a thing on the end that I can prod them. He's with. lovely like that, like yeah. me with my pals Jacob Rees-Mogg and Boris Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> um, can I? Can we discuss the grand final, which sounds like something out of the, you know, the grand final? Yeah. What I love about it, I just want to briefly say, is that they've stuck with the chair. You know, most shows, they get a rebrand, don't they? The oh, they music goes a bit bouchica wow wow. Yeah. The chair becomes a pink fuchsia rather than double glazing mm. firm 1977. Yeah. They've stuck with it, Frank. No, they can't. It gets called, it gets called the daunting black chair. <laughs> yeah. Do, I do you guys think... find it daunting? I think I would if I was on there because you, you, th- people do say that your brain starts to seize up a bit mm. when you're actually in the chair. Mm. I remember Bob Holness used to say that at the end of a gold run, oh, it looks so that's easy on <laughs> looks easy on telly, but you should try uh, right. standing here and and, uh, and doing it. Have you ever Just seen it at the end of a gold run? That, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have you seen those chairs that. That walkers take with them that look like a stick with a catcher's mitt on the end. Oh, you yeah, a shooting chairs. stick. Yeah, is that is that actually a seat? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. But it used yeah, to be a see, shooting. I find that a very. I would find that a daunting chair. Well, you I don't wouldn't know be able to stick it into the studio floor either. I mean, what chair? What chair do you find da- daunting? Eight, twelve, fifteen. That's a daunting chair. It could be the red, the Graham Norton red chair, which I was in recently. Very, I find that very cruel. Wicker, which they said to me, wicker is daunting. They said to me of the red chair. They said it's, um, that it's completely. Don't worry, it it does. You know, it's quite safe. And does it hurt the red chair? And then, as I sat in it, a a young woman appeared with a form and said, "Can you sign this?" (laughs) (laughs) Just to get my uh, daddy saddle all over again. Oh, Oh, we still haven't (laughs) talked about the mastermind fine. Well, we've got, we've got, we've got another hour. What about we can recreate the entire show. And we've got to discuss the crystal trophy made by Dennis Mann. <laughs> is that who made it? John Humphrey it... says it like we all know who that is. He goes, and of course, we'll take home the winner's trophy made by Dennis Mann. I think Who's he means, Dennis Mann? I think he means it's a product of humanity <laughs> and he uses Dennis Mann as, as a general term for humanity's industry and inventiveness. <laughs> the trophy's man-made. Yeah. Oh, lovely, Al. <laughs> Um, we can't talk that. No. Frank Skinner. Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Still have to, still have to those voiceovers for the. Uh, Very good. Oh, yeah. And many have texted. Mm. Um, we've had a couple of similar texts uh, on the subject of naming um, the quail. Um, Two different people, 776 and 880, have uh, suggested Miquela Strachan. Nice. Oh, lovely. Nice. Mm. Both spelt slightly different, but the same joke, which is fine. Lovely lady. 
Michaela Strachan. Well, I don't know if I've ever met her, but I just remember looking at her and thinking she exuded niceness. Mm. That's nice. Mm. But we were talking about mastermind, weren't we? We were. And so we should say the the final happened this week and uh, the winner of the Dennis Mann trophy... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dennis Mann! This year... (laughs) Was Engraving glass goblets for TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's going to be. Anyway, so. Uh, well, it's called Jonathan Gibson, who is the youngest ever winner yes. of uh, Mastermind. Is he 24 or something like that? He's uh, yeah. 23, 24. He, what I loved, he had a sort of Walter the Softy vibe. Yeah. And. Can I say Walter the Softy in the TV version of uh, Dennis the Menace has been turned into a sort of a master villain? Because oh. I think bullying the school softy is not no longer quite rightly acceptable in, in mm. twenty uh, twenty one, and so now he's he deserves it. Whereas oh. before he was just... I remember there was a member of... Because uh, he had a sort of counterculture uh, <laughs> gang of his own, Walter. Oh, did he? Yeah, of softies. Would you Would and, you have been in the softies or in Dennis's I'd like gang? to think I'd have got into... You know, I... I, I we, been, we know which gang you were in. I would have been um, artist in residence in um, Dennis's gang. Yes. But uh, one of Walter's oh. uh, gang was called Dudley Nightshirt, <laughs> I remember, which I always very much liked. <laughs> It's very fun. <laughs> so, um, Jonathan Gibson, I mean, I, 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 he, I really fell for Jonathan Gibson. He had it all. He had the 1950s Eton haircut. But what I loved about yeah, I tell him... I'll he had a hint of hair flick about him. <laughs> oh, did he? From a low, a low. He, that's what he looks like, yeah. What I liked, guys, is that he said um, in the little VTs, they do the sort of Strictly Come Dancing. See, I hadn't watched Mastermind for a while. I didn't know they did those. Um, so they do introductory VTs yeah. with a little bit about their life. With a little bio. They don't do it for all of them, Frank, just the grand final. Oh, I see. And he said, did you see this boy? He said, well, I'm from Glasgow. And then they cut to his family saying, oh, we're so proud of him. It's oh, yeah. amazing how <laughs> well he's done. But, sorry, what's, yeah. what's happened here? But there aren't enough people on TV like Jonathan Yeah, Gibson. but his claim was, because he said, yes, people think it's rather, my family don't understand why I speak like this. And he said that he said the the theory is that I was given a Winnie the Pooh read by Stephen Fry audio book <laughs> when I was a child, and I decided that that was how we're supposed to speak. Yeah, of no, course. No wonder they want independence. <laughs> I mean, I I went to Eton, but I watched a lot of Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> That's how I've ended up like this. <laughs> the, the highlight for me of the, the VT package was, oh, man, they had Gavin Fuller on, who was, who was the youngest winner of Mastermind. And uh, so he was confronted with talking to this guy who was possibly going to take his long-held crown, I think, since yeah. like 93 or something. 93 he was. The youngest, uh, in, in 1993, that's not his age. Mm. And he said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> so they said, yes, he's, he's gone all the way through to the final and uh, he had a complete, he didn't get anything wrong in the semi-final. And he said, yeah, it, it, uh, it seems an impressive <laughs> achievement you've uh, done there. <laughs> That's how he started. I thought, I can see how this is going with, with Gavin. And then he says, um, 
Yes, I, re- I remember. He said, of course, the final is a very different kettle of fish. That's, that's it, frightening. Frightening. Now, he says, uh, but you never know, you might have to take on the burden of being the youngest ever. I thought, wow, this is a kind of an anti-pep talk. And... Uh, at the end of it, poor old Jonathan said, well, that was really great to hear from Gavin. I feel, oh. really feel uplifted by that. <laughs> I thought, well, what you want to do, mate, is listen to it again. <laughs> I mean, fair play to Gavin. He wants to hold on to his youngest ever crown, you know, but, um, God, Don't it was... we all, dear? It was <laughs> fabulously undermining <laughs> respect. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Geordie has said on the way, this is to do with spoiler alerts, on the way into the cinema to watch The Usual Suspects, someone had marked the promo poster with a big arrow pointing at the culprit, (laughs) saying, it's him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cruel. We're discussing Mastermind. Uh, and uh, 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 uh. No, you don't say it like that now. We say Mastermind. I say Mastermind. Yeah. Um... Perfect. And we're discussing. Let's call the whole thing Parsh. <laughs> we're discussing Jonathan Gibson, who I j'adore, I have to say. Yeah, top man. And yeah. he he was just great. He knew absolutely everything, Frank. I knew his first question in the uh, specialist. So his specialist subject for the final was some um, Flanders and Swan. Yes. Do you know Flanders and Swan? <laughs> oh, yes. Why are you laughing again, Al? I would say Flanders, but it's fine. What it's, would you say, can, Frank? We can switch that as well. Frank, what would you say? I'd say, uh, I'd say Flanders, but I'm really fine with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. OK, OK. Yeah, I don't uh, want to make it, like, divisive. No, that's okay. terrible. Um, Flanders and Swan, you knew the first they question. They were a double act. Yeah, the first question was, uh, it was... Um, in their song about the hippopotamus, it says, Mod, mod, glorious blood, glorious mud. mud, nothing quite like it for... Oh, I And they had that to one. complete it, which was cooling the blood. I don't know if yeah. cooling the blood is actually a good thing to do. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. It, uh, yeah, so uh, I got that. After that, it, it lost me a bit. But I saw that, you see, there was it's quite a bit in the papers saying it's a bit weird, a 24-year-old <laughs> doing Flanders and Swan, who last performed in 1967. Oh. But old Gavin Fuller, the uh, friend of the show, <laughs> youngest, he did the Crusades, didn't he? One time. <laughs> Right. He's a bit young, isn't he, for doing the crusade? <laughs> what I liked about Jonathan Gibson... It's, it's, it's not just... It, it, when you do the prep, you don't go and see your journal. You go to history books. <laughs> he answered some of the questions. He he stopped us surnames a lot. It was he very... Head. Headmaster addressing the boys on the way to Evensong. You know, yeah, it was... He, uh, they said, which Bake Off judge, did you hear that, Frank, was awarded uh, a Damehood? Betty... Which costume designer? Head. Yeah. Now, I, um, I, he's obviously got a method because he's a quizzer. Is isn't he? It? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a proper quizzer. And um, he'd got a method that you say your answer as fast as possible to just to get that extra second. Now, yeah. when he got his um, general knowledge, he did get a question that's... You know that I'll start it so I'll finish? He got one right at the beginning, so it, it paid yeah, off that. Yeah, yeah. I knew oh, a guy... Clever. Well, I, I sort of knew his partner more, but he had really quite a healthy sideline. 
he did 15 to 1, but he'd also enter all these competitions in magazines and stuff. And he won loads of money and gifts and things. Mm. So giving his life to quizzing. Yes. It can be done. I bet we've got some listening to the show. Oh, we'll have some oh, quizzes, yeah. won't we? Oh, you I think wouldn't so. be surprised. He didn't get the VT, the celebrity VT, though, sadly, because I, I, I'm sure Flanders and Swan are, uh, I think, I think, I think they're, they're sadly passed. They're no longer with us, yeah. However, um, he, so he did miss out I on the... I think their blood is called considerably. Oh, me. <laughs> um, Jimmy Carter sent a letter to one of the contestants, David Cronenberg. Did a, a video message. It's great. It's like when people used to do stars in their eyes and the people they were doing used to get in touch and now they do it on... I on wonder mastermind. if the cast of um, Sex in the City wrote to Mylene Class. I don't know if Gavin heard from any of the Crusades. Unlikely. <laughs> oh, oh, I think they've been cancelled. It's fair to say. Yeah. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Listen, here's the thing. Go I was on. sent a, a, a paperback novel today. Lovely. By, um, I, I think it was actually by the author. It was, it was by the author. It was called Angela Jackson. And she says, dear Frank, and then free stuff underlined. And she We were sat, only talking about how yes. much we enjoy free stuff. Yes. I know him so well. <laughs> and, but I tell you what's very clever about this book is it was wrapped. Within inside the jiffy bag, it was wrapped in wrapping paper with a ribbon, beautifully wrapped. And then when I come to look at this um, this paper that it's wrapped in, yes, it is the pattern is good reviews of this book. Well, that's clever. That's a very good idea, isn't oh, it? I'll give you I'll give you an example. Um, Angela Jackson, that's the author who sent this to me. Angela Jackson is a Mary Wesley for the 21st century. Lovely. Who is Mary Wesley? Mary Wesley, I believe, wrote the Chamomile Lawn. Oh. Uh, I'd like to think I'm the John Wesley for the 21st century (laughs) with my comedian's prayer book. John Wesley was uh, a preacher. Is this show just people (laughs) asking who's so-and-so Wesley? Yes, it is, yeah. (laughs) I've never um, read The Chamomile Lawn, but it doesn't sound like my cup of tea. I am Aww. absolutely fine work. Um, so she said, I think you'll particularly like, she says in, in her note, Angela, um, pages 184 and 279. And then I realised the book is partly set at the Edinburgh Festival. And I'll give you an example on, uh, on I'm in it. Is the thing. Oh. On one of them, I'm talking with uh, Dara O'Brien. Is that how you say Brilliant. it? Brilliant. I've never, never got it right. Right. Um, but Dara, it's me talking to him. And on page 279, this is what this uh, person starts doing gigs. Mm. Um, oh, I meant to say someone, from, this is what a friend says to him. I meant to say someone from work went to your gig. She wondered if you could get Frank Skinner's autograph for her mum. Very, I mean, <gasps> ages them. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Mark straightened up and looked across Princess Street Gardens at people who seemed to be living simple, unblackmailed lives. Mm. I said you might not have access to him, said Johnny, running backwards. Um, I like it, though. Mm. I do like being in a book. Yes. Um, so thank you for that, Angela, and I, I shall read it. I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't read a novel for a while. No. So uh, I'll give it a go. It's got great reviews, so according to the wrapping paper. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's like, you know, when you used to get fish and chips and then get the news from about three days ago. <laughs> Here you are, Al, compelling with a northern nod to one's sentimental compassion and wry wit. I mean, I mean, I mean come on. I'll, as soon as I've finished, I'll pass it on to you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> We have we have some outside world things, mm. uh, which are well. It's interesting because we've been discussing the quails, haven't we? Yes. This morning. Yes. And uh, someone said many years ago I was given some quails. Okay. Later out. You sure it doesn't mean quailudes? <laughs> this is from ah. a correspondent of ours in uh, Norfolk called Bob White. Okay. Many years ago, I was given some quails. Oh, you sure it's not <laughs> Bernard Matthews from Norfolk? <laughs> Many years ago, I was given some quails, and uh, that's one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. <laughs> Later on, I found out they were a breed called Bob White. Oh, I didn't wow. know whether to be pleased or offended. That's quite nice, yes. though. Yes, what about that? What a great gift for Bob White. I oh, know, I was yeah. pleased for him. I was really pleased for him. OK, I must... Uh, why am I going to get my mate Dr Skull? Um, <laughs> to, to, to buy him. <laughs> you can tell that was going to be a Dr White joke, and I cleaned it up. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So, um... Can we talk about what used to be the big event of the week that we used yep. to talk about for ages on the show, but now seems quite low-key and we'll just talk yeah. about it for a, briefly. OK. What's that? that? That was the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the Oscars? I thought he was going to no, say the No, no one did, did they? <laughs> well, you've done a few corporate gigs, Al. You know, I when, you know when you have. do, like, double glazing salesperson of the year... In a I function like room at a East Midlands four-star hotel. Yeah. I don't like to show off, but I once hosted the Kitchen Bedroom and Bathroom Awards at the Excel Centre. Oh, well, this was no Excel. This no. was like this was like a function room in a four-star hotel. Yeah. Elton John, Sir Elton John said it looked like a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, his... Oh, by the way, we need to point out the, uh, the Till Tanding anniversary was uh, a few weeks ago when oh, our readers got in touch. I'm yeah. still standing. Yeah, that was when Elton sang I'm Still Standing um, without the uh, aspirant. Is it the aspirant? Is that the name of that sense? <laughs> yeah. So when I'm still standing, better than I ever did. Yes, it was an unusual thing, I think, perhaps for a bit. Yeah. Did Can I just return us momentarily to the Oscars? Well, Didn't they go... Um, didn't they go presenter-free? They went without a presenter because... No, no, was... um, Regina King sort of uh, hosted it. Oh. So she, kind of, it was it was stripped They down. went without a comic, so as far as you two are concerned, uh, there was no presenter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I read that it had gone presenter-free because I didn't watch it, but the article it... that I saw said it hadn't got a presenter and I thought, well, I knew that... I know driverless what you mean. cars were going to affect driving jobs, but I didn't think Zoom conferences were going to affect <laughs> award ceremonies. I think there was a deliberate attempt to... I mean, obviously, there are certain COVID restrictions, but I yes. think there was also... Yeah. Um, I recently watched a brilliant thing from the old Vic, and it was the Lorax sort of live oh, cool. oh, on, yeah. on, on your laptop. You know, you watched it. Mm. And it was brilliant. But what was brilliant about it is because... The original production was written for the theatre. They'd stripped it. They called it a scratch 
production. <laughs> yeah. So they stripped it down so it really worked on on your laptop. I mean, they should do it again. It was great. Mm. I loved it. And um, it was like that. It's like they said, well, we can't do the full Oscars thing, so we're just really going to make it lo-fi. And I kind of yeah. liked it in that mm. respect, but it Fair did look, it looked fabulously cheap. <laughs> but as Bob Geldof once said to me, that suit looks great on you, um, um, Frank, because it's, it looks cheap. And uh, we almost got on very well, me and Bob Geldof. Goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible bloke. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Thomas Coles has been in touch. I had Data's death spoiled by Star Trek magazine. Well, that's one we can all relate oh. to. <laughs> I had um, Tom Baker's appearance in Day of the Doctor spoiled by Tom Baker just telling a journalist about it. <laughs> So, well, you know. this might cheer you up, Frank. We've um, we've had baby monkey news oh. coming. Um, oh, we should got it Texter six two six. Baby monkey isn't an actual song; it's a meme. In the video, oh. the baby monkey is actually riding backwards on a pig. They're the correct words: riding backwards on a pig. It's very funny as it happens. Oh, riding backwards on a pig, baby <laughs> monkey. I feel like we're That's now recommending memes to people. Yeah, this we is don't. a bit like when broadsheet newspaper. Newspapers put in Twitter comments yeah. into news articles. Yes, yes. Well, we don't have the baby monkey thing, but I'm just going to play this because I love it. Hi! <laughs> okay, so the um, the Oscars, by the way, I, I, I'd seen one film that was mentioned in the whole Michael ceremony. Michael Owen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's seen seven films. <laughs> one of which, a, do you remember not... which one, guys, he liked? Seabiscuit. Oh, well done, fantastic. Alan. When I see Biscuit, I um, <laughs> the, I, the only film I'd seen was the Chicago Seven film. You know that one? Oh yes. Oh okay, I've not seen that. Promising very, young woman. Very I, very I good. I, I see. I had seen nothing, but there was one called um, My Octopus Teacher, which I was very. Um, well, yes, I was relieved. To... It wasn't a classroom <laughs> no. groper. It was, it was, a, it was a proper I'm afraid, octopus. Uh, I, had to, I was rather concerned when no, I heard no, the title was, of that. It was a genuine octopus. We've all I'm, been there, love. Uh, I'm quite um, keen to check that one out. But um, but the Nomadland, we should say, you may be aware, Frank, is uh, Gareth Richards, uh, loved friend of the show and yeah. contributor. It's his brother, of course, Joshua James Richards, oh, yes. who won Best Cinematographer BAFTA. You're joking! Ooh, and has been nominate was nominated at the Oscars. Joshua, you remember the good-looking brother? He yes, I always about? talked about the good-looking brother. Now he's got a whole well. new reason to resent him. <laughs> And yeah. be jealous and feel hopeless. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. He and it was his. It's Joshua James Richards' uh, girlfriend, Chloe, who won Best Director. You <laughs> are wow! Yes, yes. that was amazing. If I know anyone who's done well, <laughs> apart from the obvious pain of that, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it always it's, it always shocks me. To, to, like the Oscars feels like a million. I know. There's this weird I thing, think... is that the, the, the status 
of actors, these film actors are the most high status, and then television, and then theatre, whereas, in fact, of course, it's upside down because theatre is the hardest yes. thing yes. to do, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's all right when you can do retakes and do dobs and get helped in the yeah. edit. <laughs> I think Gareth's family were actually the vast majority of the viewing figures for the Oscars. Yeah, this but year. that's really amazing. The it's fancy, quite something. That. I know, I know. It's all gone a bit Jack Thorne in the family. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. It feels to have a more successful <laughs> member of the family. It makes you feel uh, inadequate and uh, <laughs> hopeless. I don't believe me. Oh, I don't. <laughs> no. Well, search around. No, you're the star in your family. Well, so am I, but that's because I'm the only one left. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. And on that note... What a way to end the show. Wow. <laughs> Respect, Amanda. Thank it? you. I mean, it's a great line, but for those around you, how do you... How do you where's the next step after that? After we've fallen through the ice? <laughs> don't apologise. No, no, don't apologise. You've earned the right. <laughs> Somebody also thanked Macro uh, at the Oscars, which actually you know, was the wholesale oh, warehouse that I we were all... Fair play. Yeah, I mean... Someone wants a macro card. They'll do anything to get a macro card, these Oscar winners. Oh, man, I think it was the octopus, actually. Imagine how much he could carry. I'm taking him on... Not that dodgy teacher again. I'm taking the octopus on supermarket suite. <laughs> I wonder if he's still alive, the octopus. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm going to. I'm glad you've ended it on a brighter note. <laughs> exactly, it's better than uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, not only is he dead, but so is his whole. Anyway, okay. thank you so much for listening to us this morning. I always uh, appreciate it. Um, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.